Today's scripture comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning, Faith Westwood. It is so nice to see everyone this morning. Uh, my name is Angie Washington. Our pastor, Steve Todd, is on vacation and asked me to share the message, and I graciously um, accepted. So come back to hear him sometime. He's also a wonderful, fabulous te teacher and loves this church very much. Um, just as a way of introduction so you get to know who I am and why I'm up here, um, I have been um, part of Omaha, Nebraska for all of my life, but I spent 13 years on a break down in Bolivia, South America, as a missionary, and I am back here raising my kids. Three have moved out of the house, yay, and I have two left at home with me, um, and I am very grateful for the journey that God has me on currently, and I'm hoping that I can share um, um, some help for your journey as well. 
So um, I am going to pray in just a second because that's what we do at the beginning of uh, sermons. But to give you something to think about while I'm praying, I want you to remember what was going on in your life two and a half years ago. Just to give you context, that would have been January 2019. So think on that for just a sec, and I'm going to go ahead and pray. God, you are so good. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for um, bringing us together today in community. We are your children, and we are so hungry to hear from our Father God what, what you want us to learn today and how you want us to grow. So we just choose to sit ourselves with you and just listen. Help us to open our spirits to what you have to say. And I um, ask you to speak through me and um, fill us all with with just joyful anticipation of what you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so did you do some thinking while we were praying there? All right, January 2019, two and a half years ago, more or less, pre-COVID, flooding kind of was happening at that time for some people. Um, You were two and a half years younger than what you are now. it's, it's easy to think back. No, that's not too far ago. I wanted to give that time frame context for you um, because I forgot to share with you also that I recently had a birthday. I'm 45 now. I turned 45 on June 19th. And I am so excited that I get to share a birthday with what is now, as of 2021, a federal holiday. Um, In case you hadn't heard, um, here in the United States now, we are celebrating Juneteenth. Juneteenth is June 19th shortened into one word. Um, If you hadn't heard what Juneteenth is all about, I'm excited to share with you a little bit of U.S. history. Yes, we're going to get to the Bible, don't worry. U.S. history first. This is, we're almost ready to celebrate 4th of July when we celebrate independence. Well, there was a different kind of independence and liberation that also was established here in the United States in 19, no, excuse me, 18, sorry, 1863. January 1st, 1863, Do I have any history buffs here that know what happened on that day? President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. How many have heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? Oh, good, 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 good. So that was January 1st of 1863. Well, included in that Emancipation Proclamation was, of course, the abolition of slavery. We are not going to do slavery in this country anymore. Even though we've made a lot of good money off of this and they helped us win some wars, we're not going to do it anymore. We're done with that. That's bad. How many know that slavery is bad? Okay, less hands. How many know that slavery is bad? There we go. There we go. Okay, yes, we agree with that. We got to vote on that for Nebraska last year. We no longer have slavery laws in Nebraska, so yay us. Well, so it just so happens that um, in 1863, even though we knew that it was bad to have slaves, news didn't travel as quickly as it might should have. So it happened that 
two and a half years later in Galveston, Texas, General Gordon in 1865 on June 19th decided to proclaim to the folks in Texas, hey, guess what? There's an Emancipation Proclamation and these 250,000 slaves that are working here in Galveston, Texas under slavery, yeah, they shouldn't be. You need to let them go. Jubilee um, broke out. The slaves heard the freedom that is extended to them. And technically, we should really shouldn't say the slaves. We should say the enslaved people. It was thrust upon them. They should not have been in slavery. And so they celebrated. And now, as of 2021, it was a state holiday for a long time in a, in a few different states um, over the years, by the way. Juneteenth has been celebrated in one form or fashion across the United States for quite some time. Uh, but officially, as of this year, it is a federally celebrated um, recognition that Juneteenth, the day two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation, those in slavery in Texas heard the message of freedom and were allowed to go free. And we can celebrate that, and we can continue to celebrate that. So that's a little bit of U.S. history. Let's, let's put, our, put ourselves sort of mentally, I guess, in Im imaginary form what that's like. To, to hear two and a half years later some really good news. Let's imagine two and a half years ago, you had an awful job. You had an awful boss. You were separated from your family. You couldn't speak the language that you grew up with and you were paid nothing. You maybe were sick. You maybe had no access to any kind of care. And then two and a half years later, somebody shows up at your door. 2021, June, and they say, they have this big packet with them. They say, we are the legal representatives of your uncle. We'll say Uncle Sam. We are your legal representatives and here is a check for $3 million and go live your life. Can you imagine what you would do with that kind of news, who would you tell? Would you get excited? Would you be happy? Would you be like, wait a minute, this says two and a half years ago this was supposed to be mine and I've been living like this for two and a half years, what are you doing here? But then you'd be like, you know what? Oh well, I have a lot of life left ahead of me and I'm gonna live it good, right? That's kind of a minuscule comparison of the type of celebration that we have for Juneteenth. Now, why am I sharing that here at church? Well, let me show you some scripture. Jen did a great job of reading from, uh, from Philippians, but I wanna read two from John 8. John 8, 32 says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. 
Oh, we're so happy about that. Let's try it again. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There we go. All right. Also, we can bop down to Galatians 5.1. Galatians 5.1 is fabulous as well. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. If you jump down then to verse 13 in Galatians 5, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. There we go. We are called to be free. We are called to live in freedom. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's right. But here's the deal. This is news that's really old. The deal has been sealed many, many years ago. Jesus fought the battle and won. He died on the cross. Just like we learned in, in Philippians 2. You can go back and read it. He died on the cross. He became obedient unto death. For what? So that he could raise again, be alive, and give us freedom. And maybe this is the first time you're hearing it. Maybe this is the first time that you're hearing the message that Jesus wants you to be free. Jesus wants you to be free. God wants you to know that you can live in freedom. You can live in freedom. And so somebody might ask, well, freedom from what? You know, I'm, I'm, I really am not a person who lives in slavery. Um, I live in the United States. I'm free already. What, what is this that I need freedom from? Um, Jesus had that same conversation with um, the, the, the folks in John 8. If you'll read the whole chapter of John 8, you'll see they're, they're saying, we shall know the truth, and the truth shall set it. What, we're, we're free. What, what do we need freedom from? So Jesus, okay, he, he like breaks it down for them. Going back to John 8, verse 34, Jesus replied, Verily, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So what Jesus is doing here is he's saying, yeah, okay, right, you're not a slave because of the son of God who is inviting you to be a member of the family of God. And what do we get freedom from? Sin. And all the consequences that that brings. I'm not going to make you raise your hand because I already know we're all going to raise our hand. Who's ever had a struggle with sin? Okay, yes, all of us. Even those of us who were born in the church and, 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 and raised in the church, there's sin in this world and we have to deal with it, unfortunately. 
But fortunately, Jesus came to give us freedom from that sin. Freedom to live a, a life that is not shackled by the consequences of that sin. And freedom to share the good news with other people, too. Just like General Gordon, he's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? It's been two and a half years, and these people are still living in slavery. I need to go tell somebody that this is not right. We get to do that, too. We get to share this same freedom with those around us. We get to be the carriers of the message of freedom to the people around us. That sin feels awful, but here is Christ, and he loves you just the way you are, and he's inviting you away from that sense of shame, that sense of guilt, that sense of hopelessness, into a life of freedom as a co-heir of salvation is one, one term, meaning a brother. You get to be Jesus' brother or sister, and God's our father, and we're free from that. It sounds too easy, doesn't it? That's because Jesus did it for us. We do not have to make our lives all pretty and nice in order to step through the doors of the church and say, okay, God, now finally I'm worthy of, 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 of being here with these holy people. No. He wants you just like you are. Those who are listening online and maybe those who are going to hear this recording later, those who are sitting in these pews and got themselves together just to get here, you are loved with an eternal love. Jesus loves you and he wants you to be free from all of that sin and gook and that, that, those feelings of shame. He wants you to be free. You get to believe that today that he has made you free. There is no price that you can pay. There is no penance that you can pay that will make you worthy because it's done. It's done. How, how silly would it have seemed if any of those people who had been freed from slavery said, oh, um, what can I do to earn this? Do, do I need to pay some money? To, well, what, what can I do to get free? No, you're free. You're really free. You don't have to do anything. That's the good news. This is the good news for us right now, today. If you've walked in with a heavy heart, full of shame or confusion, I would ask you to choose to believe that today you can walk out free. And I know that the majority of the people listening to me are people who've grown up in the church or have been around the church for a while. So let me take it one step further. Yes, you are free from sin, and you are free to share that message with others. Yes, you are free from having to hate and despise other people, but you're free to share with others that they can be free from hate, that they can be free 
to love others as well. It's a sad, sad journey to, to be bound up in bitterness and anger and resentment. It's a sad path. And it's hard sometimes to let it go. I get it. I get it. Uh, personally, um, I've had to walk through some ugly times. And were it not for the grace of God and for the people of God, I don't know. I don't know. I might, I might still be pretty, pretty upset and angry. Um, I was married for 21 years. And then um, I wasn't married anymore <laughs> because... Um, of some choices that some other people made, and I didn't understand it. And I could have said, you know what, this, no, uh-uh, I'm done, I'm done. Yes, it hurt, yes, I was angry, and I was able to look to Jesus and say, you know what, I can't live with this anger, I cannot live with this bitterness, it's not going to be doing me any good. Help me, help me to be free, please. Help me to love again. Help me to not live oppressed. Help me to be free, to live a life of love and acceptance and forgiveness because it's better that way. <laughs> it really is. So I just wanted you to, to take away from the message today the freedom that you can take for your life and share with others as well. Can we do that today? Maybe you can think of somebody in your life right now who needs to hear a message of freedom, that this um, day of declare, day of delayed declaration, I don't remember what I called the message, it's a cute little, uh, it's delayed declaration day, there it is. Um, maybe there's been a delay in the declaration of freedom for somebody in your life, and you can take this message of freedom to them, that they are loved just the way they are. They don't need to change a thing because Jesus did what he needed to do so that we could be children of God. Maybe we can think of somebody in our lives that, um, that needs to hear that message, and maybe we can think of a way to share that with them, maybe even this week. So I wanted to pray. Um, Pray together for those people. Pray together for ourselves. And trust that we can connect with the grace of God this life, this, this week. God, thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you for looking at humanity and saying, I love these people. Thank you for seeing our lives as they are in whatever path or whatever step we are in the journey and still having hope for us. I pray, God, that today, as those who are listening to this message, um, that we would all just more invite that freedom into our lives so that we can share it with others. God, help us to love those who have been difficult to love. Help us to free our minds from oppressive thoughts of hate and resentment so that we can love the people around us. I ask that you would embolden us by your Holy Spirit 
to share this message of freedom with others. To share this message of grace that we don't have to do anything else because Jesus did everything that needed to be done to free us from sin and to welcome us into the family as brothers and sisters with you as our dear Heavenly Father. God, you are so good to us. Help us share that goodness with the world. We love you so very much. Thank you, God. In the name of Jesus, amen.